Father, we, we pray that you would continue to raise these young women up as a voice for you, not only in their generation, meaning their own age, but in those who are older than them, those who are younger than them, uh, that what you are putting into them would come boldly from them. Uh, Lord, we thank you that you are making them uh, voices, kingdom voices in our day and in our time. And Lord, we pray that we know that's good, that their voices are going to be carrying across continents in no time at all. And we just pray that that would be true, not, not just for the short term, but in the long term, uh, that you would give them influence in our nation, in our own city, in, in our own neighborhoods in, in Spokane, but also across the nations of the world. Uh, we thank you for them and bless them in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Cool. All right. You guys can grab your seats. You, you're awesome. What they were talking about of, of uh, the idols in our lives, I stole a bunch of these from camp because I was like, we should take this home. And it, they were all sitting there at the end and no one knew what to do with them. Um, so I didn't really steal them, but um, I brought enough. Every family can take one of these uh, home with you today. I'm not going to go through and preach through them all, but I think you'll be surprised as you look at, at those four idols, comfort, control, power, and approval, and then because of those idols present in our lives, what we crave, the price we're willing to pay to achieve them, the things that we face as fears because of them, how it makes other people around us feel, uh, and then problem emotions that we, that we can struggle with because of them. Uh, I think as you read through these, There'll be some things, I was like, comfort, not really me. Control, power, and approval, all three of them. I, I was like, oh, Jesus, you're, he's been dealing with me on these for a long time. Uh, and I was like, gosh, those are still there. <laughs> so um, I'm going to, we're going to put those, these on the back table so you can all take one. I want to keep, oh yeah, there are typos. Whoever was uh, worried about I think like perfectionism, that wasn't their idol when they made this. So, <laughs> yeah, Becca didn't get to prove it, proof it. So I'm, I'm, I got to do the, uh, the guys breakout session, which meant almost all, uh, not, not only all of the male students who were at camp, but also most of the leaders who were at camp got to spend um, a while with me while these ladies were, were hearing from uh, uh, Amy. So I'm not going to preach you what I, what I uh, preach to all of them uh, just for the sake of time today. But we were all asked to, to kind of work from somehow Psalm 27. And, and I picked one verse from it. Psalm 2710 says, it's, it's David writing, for my father and my mother have forsaken me, but the Lord will take me in. The Lord will take me in. And really what I wanted to talk to, to the young men about, and it ended up being talking to the older men about as well, was how God has made us a family as the church and how his love, like the father heart of God that he so wants to express to us, and he wants us to know. He wants us to know. Uh, oh, you're throwing stuff up. Look at that. 
Um, he wants us to know his love. Like he wants every one of us to know that he loves us, that your father loves you and he will take you in. Even if everyone else would reject you, he will not and he will take you in. And then I took them to Paul's letter to Titus, this man that he had sent into Crete. And Crete was known as a, as a pretty rough place. And, uh, but Paul writes to this man when in a culture where to come to Christ and especially for Jewish people who had been raised in Jewish families, when they would turn to Christ, it often meant excommunication from their family. It also often meant that if they ran a small business, the, the other Jewish families around them would no longer frequent their business. And so they could, they could lose everything by coming to Christ. And Paul writes to Titus, and what he says in, in the beginning of it is, to Titus, my true child in a common faith. And in a, in a world where family was falling apart, even because of the gospel, because people were turning to Christ and they're losing their families, the church was becoming a family. And it's, it's what God has intended for us. And then Paul writes to Titus and he challenges him as a younger man, how he's to teach the older men. And then also how he's to teach the younger men and also how he's to be an example through his own life. And I couldn't believe how the older men in the room were all nodding their heads as we were challenging the young men to, uh, to speak boldly the things of God, just like we were challenging these young ladies to declare what God has put in them, what God has done in their lives. Because Paul actually is telling Titus, the old men need to be teachable. And I asked everyone there, are you teachable? No matter how old you are, no matter how long you've been following Jesus, no matter how mature you feel in Christ, are you teachable? Because Titus's role was to teach the older men, am I teachable? And then in, in verse 6, Titus 2.6, he actually says, urge the younger men to be self-controlled. And I challenged the, the young men uh, specifically on, on self-control in this world of, of our modern technology and how it's so easy. It's so easy to have, to lose all control. Um, challenging them that you can be self-controlled in Christ. But the second thing we, we hit, if, if we're really family and we're struggling with self-control or we're struggling with anything, who can we go to? Do you have somebody in your life that you can go to? And the question we asked everyone, I said, just close your eyes. Don't, you know, don't worry about who's around you. Ask God, who do you want me to be learning from? Who, is, who, who are you intending to be a father in my life? Who are you intending to be a mother in my life in the church family? If we are a family, then who do you want me to learn from? And then in verse 7, Paul told Titus, show yourself in all respects to be a model. To be a model. 
And he goes on, be a model of good works and all these things that he, uh, he's to do and how he's to teach. And so the question, the third question for everyone was, who am I influencing? Who is God calling me to influence? And yes, our lives as we follow Jesus, we are models. Even when you don't realize it, God uses you to set people free just in your life. And you may be completely unaware of what's happening, but intentionally the question is, who can you be influencing and who does God want you to be influencing? And so I, I just want, can we just close our eyes for a second and let's ask God those, those questions. And you just ask him for yourself, God, if we're a family and we're meant to be vulnerable and transparent and you want us to have this close knit relationship, who do you want me to learn from? Not just on a Sunday morning. Who do you want me to learn from? There might be names that come to your mind. There might be faces that come to your mind. As we're asking God to teach us these things, he's, he's really good at <laughs> doing that. And just give yourself, if you're not hearing anything immediately or, or no name is coming to mind immediately, let's just wait for a minute. You know, Father, who do you want me to learn from? And then secondly, Father, who am I influencing? And who do you want me to be intentional Intentionally influencing. And again, you might have names come to your mind, faces come to your mind, people that God is saying, I am wanting to influence these people and I'm wanting to use you to do this. And we're not pausing for a long time on this, but let's just wait. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just let the clock go for a second. And just listen on those two questions. Who do you want me to learn from? Who am I influencing? Who do you want me to influence? Holy Spirit, we just thank you that you move among your people according to the Father's perfect will. You move among us to bring glory to Jesus. We thank you that already you're showing us people you're wanting us to be in close relationship with, to be learning from, to be pouring into and influencing. Lord, I just pray for our Destination Church family. Would you continue to join our hearts together knit us together, make us a family on your mission. Here in our city, here in Hilliard and out beyond here, make us a people on mission together, prepared well by you. And Father, if there is anything standing in the way of that in our lives, any any idols in our own lives that that just keep us 
from close relationship. Keep us from breaking through into the freedom and the mission that you have for us. Lord, would you expose those? Would you expose those to us? And would you break the chains? As we heard from these young ladies, would you break chains? Set us free. We thank you that you're already doing that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.